Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice? Come on, can you thank the King of kings and the Lord of lords today? God, it's because of you I'm here today. God, have breath in my body, Lord. Amen, amen. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Why don't you cross aisleways, give somebody a high five, welcome them out to Sunday service. If it's a man who has kids, wish him a happy Father's Day. As you make your way back to your seats today, you can be seated. We're going to do something a little special this morning because it is Father's Day, and we have a wonderful Sunday school department with a superintendent being Brother Joe, and he's going to come up here and present to all of our fathers. If you're a father in this place, will you stand? All of our fathers stand. Where's all our fathers at? Can we give all of our fathers a great big hand clap today? Amen. So glad to have all of our dads. And I'm going to go ahead and help him save a step. If you're a father, if you'll come forward today. Praise the Lord, everyone. If all the fathers could come up, we have a little gift for you. Sister Alexi, where are you? Come up here, sis. I am going to have Sister Alex, uh, Sister Alexi here draw out three names. We have some gifts for fathers. Tyrone White. This, this guy over here, someone put his name in for him. He's already. Brother Rick. Brother Bob. I would like to wish all the fathers happy Father's Day. And plus for the pastoral team, uh, Bishop. And Brother, Brother Tyrone. And Brother Wes. So their, their gift, 
Their gift is a small screwdriver set, a little bungee cord, and a couple pieces of candy. So we didn't want to give them too much candy because we know that some of us probably don't need it anyway. But no, happy Father's Day. Everyone out there, can we stand and wish them a happy Father's Day? All right, you may be seated. Amen. One more time, can we give all of our fathers a great big hand clap today? Appreciate all of them. Full stand all across this place today. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, asking God to have his will and his way throughout this service. Amen. Those summer, there's several out traveling, so please remember those that are traveling. Continue to remember the Pontius family. Uh, Brother Steve lost his father this past week, and they had the funeral uh, Friday and Saturday. So please remember them in your prayers, um, that God will just comfort them and give them strength, everybody that's related to them and close. We'll take all of the prayer requests by the other thing of hands. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you, God. Thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather together today, Lord, one mind and one accord. God, to praise you, to worship you, and to honor you, Lord, in this place today. God, I pray, Lord, you touch every one of our fathers today, Lord. You give them strength, encouragement, God. Give them direction for their family. God, help them, Lord Jesus, to be the head of their household, God, to do what's right. God, in your sight, Lord, to lead their family in the right direction. God, to get their family to church, Lord God, as often as possible. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, God, for our worship team, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'd anoint them. Use them, Lord God, as they usher us into a time of praise and worship. God, we're here to give you all praise and glory and honor that you deserve. God, I pray, Lord, you touch every hand that was lifted, God, every prayer request, every issue, every struggle, Lord Jesus. You know and you see today, God, you know from the biggest issue to the smallest, Lord God, you're here and you care for those today. I pray, Lord, that you would touch those, God, that need the Holy Ghost, those that need a refreshing. God, you bring your anointing in this place from the front to the back, God, to every side. Let it fill this house, Lord. God, we worship you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Amen. If a couple ushers will make their way up, we're going to take up our offering today. How many knows that God's been good to us and blessed us? It's our opportunity to get back into his kingdom. Take that offering today. We're going to pray over it. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs, for the provision you've given us. Lord, we pray, Lord, you touch with the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and march up your offering today. We do have card swipe over here with Brother Ty. Continue to praise and worship with our worship team.
praise to you. You are worthy, God. Oh, there's nothing that's impossible for you today, Lord.
Come on, that's it. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Come on, let it run over. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your holy name, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we give you honor, we give you glory today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many is glad today we have a good heavenly Father? Amen. On this Father's Day, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship just a little while longer. Let the Spirit of the Lord just... Come on, let it enable you today, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What an honor it is to serve the Lord today. I don't know about you, but I, I still count it a privilege When we can stand before the Lord, we can worship the Lord with from our heart. Come on, no malice, no bitterness. Just close our eyes and just worship God and say, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the outpouring of the Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost you're still given today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Speaking of the Holy Ghost, a lot of you don't realize, but uh, last Sunday, end of service, Brother Josh O'Huffman over there, he's not with us today, is he? I wish he could have made it today. But uh, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That shy, backward, my dad told me, he said, uh, he got a good, he got a good, he got a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Thank you. You could go back to your seat, be seated in just a moment. Amen. Happy Father's Day once again to all. Amen. Thank you for the gifts. Appreciate that. Amen. Appreciate, amen, the love of the Lord. And I know probably several of you has got some outings to get to or some things to do, so amen. Endeavor not to hold too long. Isn't it good to see the, let's see, how do I want to phrase this? The newlywed, thank you, sis. The newlyweds. Would the newlyweds stand? Finally made it. Sister Megan finally hooked him. Do you know what kind of, you know what kind of fight it was to fight his mama for him? Man, months and months. Amen. No, oh, I know it's a joy. I I don't know what it meant, but uh, I'm gonna tell on brother Rob. He uh, at the wedding. I was getting ready after the wedding. I was pulling out and going heading up to the uh, the dinner and. Uh, he said, uh, where's Alexis? He said, uh, I told Alexis, when this happens for her, to elope. 
I'm not doing this again. I don't know if it meant because it was hard emotionally for him. You know, he probably shed a tear, you know, but uh, that's what he said. Amen, amen. Grab your Bible uh, today. I'm not going to hold you too long. I feel like the Lord, amen, has something for us today. Genesis chapter 22, if you'll turn there, please. Genesis chapter 22. Thank you, Brother Rick, for that Father's Day song today. I appreciate that in our class. Amen. Appreciate that. Appreciate those that have a talent that they allow God to use it. And uh, it's good that Brother Rick not only sings, but he even writes some, writes some stuff. So, amen. So thankful for that great talent God gives to the church. Genesis 22, we're going to pick up verse number 12. Very familiar passage and something I was wrestling with and and I just feel like something a little different here with the Lord. Uh, you know, you some, sometimes when you preach something uh, over the years, many times you, you'd like to find something revelatory or something different. But, you know, the Lord always knows. Genesis chapter 22, picking up at verse number 12. We'll read to verse 18. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing... Thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, offered him up and, uh, for a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said today, to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And an angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of, the, out of heaven the second time and said, my, my, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and that thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Verse number 18, and in thy seed shall all nations, somebody say me, all nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Picking up from verse number 12, as I usually like to try to use the scripture, for now I know that thou fearest God. Uh, I'm going to title this today, Your Hardest Sacrifice. Look at your neighbor and say, your hardest, hardest sacrifice. Thank you. You could be seated. Hardest sacrifice. Of course, anytime we mention the word sacrifice, uh, we almost cringe. We almost think, oh, Lord, uh, what does that mean? But Abraham, and here we're talking about Abraham on this Father's Day, I think it's important to kind of point him out because because of him, we're here. That's the Word of God, because of Him. He said all nations, all people is going to be blessed because of Him. And so the progression of the church, the progression of the Spirit of God throughout history, uh, I believe stems from the promise that God made to Abraham. But Abraham had his name changed. He was Abram. He was the exalted father. And uh, God changed his name to Abraham to be father of many. That was, that was God's doing. He did that. 
And so that was by God. Not only did God speak to Abraham, but he also appeared unto him. And in a world, in a time of darkness. In Abraham's day, it was much probably like today. Things were rough. Things were just, uh, idolatry was bad. Uh, Things were kind of dark. And In fact, when you think about Abraham, look at his family history. Uh, Abraham was called upon to to do things that his dad. Uh, probably would have refused to do or wouldn't have done. And so when God picks someone out, when God does something, the Bible says that Noah found favor with God. I read in our Sunday school lesson today, amen, Mary found favor with God. Uh, We don't know what all that uh, means is. Somewhere their heart was, you know, given to God, the the desire, or there was was somebody that God could mold or do something with, uh, like in Noah's case. But God did, and God spoke to Abraham, and and he also appeared unto him. And I think it's important for us to point that out. Because in the ancient world, back in the day, uh, they had their dark moments just like we do today. And at that point, uh, it was God revealed himself to Abraham. God reveals himself to his people. God will reveal himself to you. He does. He has. I believe God's been revealing himself to some for quite a while in subtle, slow ways. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed by the presence of God. Sometimes even the things that God lays on us could overwhelm us. It can. Uh, I've had many cases in my ministry where God would lay something on my heart long before, amen, you could see something happening. He would lay something on heart and almost give you a, a depressed feeling. I've, I've talked to men of God who prophesy. I've talked to men of God who feel like they have a, a, a healing ministry. And, and uh, there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with those kind of things. When God places something in your life, sometimes it's just not all, you know, gummy bears. I said that for the kids' sake. <clears throat> but think about it. Abraham, not only did God speak to him, but God appeared unto him. Uh, even at a time when it was rough. And there were dark moments. In fact, Abraham received revelation of the one true God. God revealed who he really was to Abraham. Think about it. Because Abraham got something from God that he needed to progress him forward. How many of us, we need something sometimes. The Holy Ghost is great. We feel good. Come in and have great service. But sometimes we need something specifically from God to help push us forward, to help encourage us on. We do. God revealed himself first to Abraham. He then revealed the plan he had for his life. Now, too often it's backwards. Too often we follow our own plan. We follow our own plan. We think things are going to be mapped out one way. I can tell you a hundred times in my ministry where I thought one thing and God showed me something else. But too often we follow our own plan and making our own plan. And then at some point, at some point we want to bring God in on it. Come on. And I'm speaking to young people. Don't plan your life out on your own. Allow God the room to lead you and guide you. 
Come on, elders, our last leg of our life, we've got to leave God in control and not try to control ourselves because too, too, too many times we try to make our own path our own way and at some juncture in life, we endeavor to bring God into it. It's backwards. You know, we, we've said it from the platform probably a thousand times over the years. You know, if you're, if you're planning on getting your life together before you serve God, you're wasting a lot of valuable time. It's not going to happen. We have to allow God into our life, allow God to reveal himself, and then allow God to give us his plan. Put up Genesis 12 and 1. Because now the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show you. It's easy sometimes to get a word from God. The hard part is following. Come on, when you have a love for something, sometimes it's difficult. Listen, God tested Abraham, did he not? In many ways. It's not just in in God speaking to him, him obeying, but God tested him in many ways. And I believe it's necessary for several reasons. I believe God has to test us in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. How many find yourself God testing you now? Young people, God will test you at a young age. God will see where you're at with him. It's easy to say, I love the Lord, but not put the love of God first. It's easy to say, I I want a ministry, I want to be involved in things, but you got to pay the price. You've got to sacrifice things in life that others seem to enjoy. How many times we've talked about driving to church on Sunday or driving home after church and seeing people sitting on their porch drinking lemonade or leaving here, especially you golfers, leaving here and seeing the golf course full. People enjoying life. But God tested Abraham in, in, in many ways, and I believe it's necessary. First, what does it do? First, it shows the devil. You know, I like to talk about that old devil. It shows Satan. When God puts something in your life, it's a test to show Satan where you stand and how you will handle. you got to let the devil know because he's not only watching, he's often usually involved in our trial. Come on, he gets his hand, he gets his foot, he gets inside, he gets in there some way. He's not just on the outside watching. He's right there. He gets in there right in the middle of it. It happens. Why? Why does it happen? It happens to strengthen our faith. I believe my faith is stronger than it used to be. On certain days, on the good days, and then some days you have to really fight the fight of faith to believe and to hang on. But it's there to strengthen our faith. Now, another purpose when you think about it, it helps us learn our own strengths and weaknesses. When something adverse comes your way, come on, usually it pulls out the things in you. I'll use me. Reactionary. It it makes you want to be reactionary if that's your weakness. 
If you got a big mouth, it'll make you open your mouth when you shouldn't. If you got one of them fingers, it'll make you flip somebody off and give them their IQ. Or maybe your IQ. <laughs> somebody just told me they got flipped off the other day. Didn't really know what it was about. I said, when somebody flips you off, it really don't have to have any reason. It's their own. It helps us learn our strengths and weaknesses because knowing is powerful. When we know something, it's powerful. Put up Genesis 22 and 1 because here, his response here, he says, here I am. When God said, he said, here I am. One of the things that we've got to learn is, listen, it's not about me and mine. It's not about what I think or what my path is. When God speaks something, we've got to say, Lord, here I am. I'm here for your purpose. I'm here for you. Not any other reason. Come on, I didn't call myself to preach. I didn't call myself to pastor. I mean, I didn't do that. God, God has to be the one. I told the Lord the other day, I said, I guess I don't decide when I retire. Come on, we all argue with God. I started out in this arguing with God. He woke me up and told me, go somewhere. I don't want to go there. Maybe he plans on taking me out arguing with him. Who knows? But look at this. It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abram and Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said what? Behold, here I am. God tempted him, and then he said, listen, where you at? He said, here, here am I. Get this because it's important. His response, here I am. One thing to learn, one thing that we've got to get is we've got to respond quickly and obediently. Come on, we can't drag, especially if we're preaching as ministry, if we're preaching as apostolics in these last days that the Lord's soon to come and we're telling people and we're telling people, amen, amen, God's soon to come. We've got to let them know that when God does something, when God speaks something, we don't have time to mess around and play mind games, amen, and play word games. We've got to respond quickly to God. That's what he did. Here I am. He was obedient. God didn't tempt Adam to commit sin. He didn't say, hey, listen, I'm doing this so I want to see if you're going to do wrong. God didn't tempt Abraham to do wrong. He didn't tempt him to sin. It was a test of total trust, a trust of what God said. Because when God says something, what else can you do? God gave him a promise. Listen, you got to understand his mind. God gave him a promise a long time ago. In you, the sea, the sand of the sea, and the stars. God gave that promise. And then 13 years passed, and he still don't have a son. And then he has a wrong one because of being impatient. And now... He has the son. Now he's grown up. And God, now listen, look what God said. God said, take your son, your only son. In other words, the son of promise. 
the sun that connects you to the stars and the sand. And he said, I want you to sacrifice it. And I think I got it bad. Come on, we think we got it bad sometime. God ever ask you to sacrifice one of your kids? Jesus. I'll just say this on a side note. A lot of people are sacrificing their children, just don't know it. They're out there right now. Think about it. The son of promise, the gift that you gave me, I mean, Indian giver taking it back, you need it. Come on. I mean, in in our day and age, man, I, I would be talking back quick. Oh, you need it back, huh? What you gave me, now you want it back. I'm going to talk to God. We're going to talk to God like that? Oh, my God. We're in trouble. What did he do? He didn't bat an eye. That's why Abraham, Father Abraham is such a good example for us to look to. When God spoke to him something that had to be, that I know that I can't, I, I'm sure you can't fathom. Because not only did he had to obey and had to move in there, because as soon as God says go, he says we're leaving. Let's go. Prepared everything and took off. And you know the story. Down the road, his son says, hey, where's the sacrifice? Abraham's response was, God will, su- God will supply. Because in his heart, he knew, even if God didn't provide a sacrifice, even if he took his life, he believed God would raise him back up. That's what the scripture tells us. Think about it. How many of us really feel like if God is, if God is allowing something to be destroyed, how many believe that he's going he's to restore back big? Oh, Lord. Because think about it. I can't wrap my mind around that thought. I struggle now with my kids and grandkids, with the little things in life. Sometimes I'd like to sacrifice them. My own way. See, God's one and done. We're like torture. You get it. But remember, Genesis 17 and 19. Put that up there. Genesis 17. And remember, the promise was established in the heart of Abraham. And Abraham had to believe God. When God said it, Abraham had to believe it to be able to fulfill it. We're not going to fulfill it if we don't believe it. We're going to show signs of unbelief if we don't really and totally believe. We know the scripture. You know the tree by the fruit it bears. If you're supposed to be an apple tree and you got plums, something wrong with you. That'd be a miracle in itself. Look at it. The promise was established in the heart of Abraham. He had to believe. Now put up verse tw- uh, chapter 22, verse 2. Because he says, take and offer a sacrifice. Take and offer that promise. After the years of faith, after the years of patience, look, it happens. God will require from us sometimes uh, when we think we're moving right along and everything's great, God will mess it up. Or that's our idea, or that's our interpretation. Anybody ever pray like I've prayed to God? God, leave it alone. What's wrong with the way it was? Or what's, why not this? 
Why does it have to be that way? Trust me, I've said that in the last while, a bunch. Why does it have to be this direction? Oh, I'm speaking to parents now. If you've ever prayed for your kids, you better pray now. Because after all the years of faith and patience, look what, look what he says. Take that promise and sacrifice it. He's saying, give me your hardest sacrifice. I'm going to check your heart. I'm going to see where you're really at. Because I, I know you, Abraham. I feel like I know you. See, if God feels like he knows you, he's going to put some responsibility in your life that you, don't, you may not think you can handle. Give me your hardest sacrifice. Because notice the words that God said, whom you love, whom thou lovest. You see, God knew it. Isn't it amazing? And I, I, Don't get me wrong. I hear all these people talk about God's a gentleman. Listen, God, when he says things like that, man, that punctures the heart. Take that promise, take your son, and sacrifice it to me, the one you love. You realize what I've paid? You realize what I've went through? You realize what I've done? You realize what I've sacrificed? Oh, any of us ever said that? For what? I remember one time telling the Lord I was down just huffing and puffing years ago. I think before I was even pastor, I was years going through hell because of serving God, I felt like. Does it have to be like this? Does it have to, things have to, is, is it, does it have to go there? I mean, all those, all those questions. Because I knew at one point in my life there was a promise given. I knew at one point in my life there was something to take place. But I had it mapped out totally different. Because I had things said to me and I had things happen to me. And I was sitting on a platform at a church when God spoke to me and said, I have a work for you here. So I'm thinking, whoa, here. Jesus. Get it. God says, listen, because after Abraham built, and here's what happened. Abraham builds an altar. Can I, can I say this, somebody? What you need to do, what we need to do, instead of complain and murmur, we need to react to God when God speaks. And we do need to do it quickly. Because if we don't, the devil will get in there. We need to build an altar. That's what, that's what Abraham did. He built an altar and he began to lay everything in order on the sacrifice because he was obeying God and he began to move in that direction and it didn't matter whether he had everything in order. He knew that God was going to provide himself what was needed. That was what was in his heart. He got that from day one when God spoke to him. It was here. Go ahead, come to music. Because he built an altar, he prepared the wood. He bound, listen, he bound up Isaac. Now here's another, can't wrap my head around. He started binding his son as he would a sacrifice, as he would an animal, and placed him. And he took a knife. We know the story. And rare, I mean, he was rare and ready. And God spoke, said, hold on. I don't know how many times I've stood in the pulpit and wondered what to preach until the last minute. 
Not as much as it was when I was young. And I look back and think, why? Well, you think now you have more knowledge? No, it's the test of God testing you. Whether you're going to be instant in season, whether you're going to be ready. What do you really believe that you've been called and chosen and you have a promise in your life? Put up Genesis 15 too. Because God had gotten Abraham's attention. What does that mean? God had gotten his attention. That's revelation. Listen, when you get revelation of something, that changes everything. Because to them that know, it changes everything. Revelation is what is when God arrests us. I want you to look at it that way. When God takes captive us, when God arrests us and gets the attention of man, gets, gets our attention. That's revelation. When God gives you revelation, that's to get your attention. Prayer, Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless after the promise was given and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. What did he do? Abraham prayed. He prayed. Revelation is when God gets our attention. Prayer is when man, when we, gets his attention. Stand with me. I want to challenge somebody today. Listen to me. Please, please listen to me. Some of you, I love you. I love you with all my heart. But you've got to hear from God. It's got to be a God thing for you. He'll get your attention. He's given you the plan of salvation. He's told you, I'll be there for you. I'll never leave you. Never forsake. Where are you going? What are you doing? Wondering. Our actions speak louder than just words. Come on. God's been talking to some of you. He's been revealing himself to many of you for a long, long time. Come on. He's got your attention. Pray. Pray to God. Get his attention. Because communication is the key. Boy, there's a lack of communication. We need to commune with God. We need to hear from Him and know His direction. When He speaks, be prepared to obey and do. Because we see from Adam from the beginning, God communed with Him. He's always wanted to commune with His people. And we with Him. The Lord spoke to Abraham and he answered. Abraham spoke to God and God answered. Would you close your eyes? Come on, would you begin to pray? Come on, begin to pray. All this message means nothing unless it really registers with somebody today. God spoke to Abraham and he acted. Abraham spoke to God and God acted. In reality, each depend on the other. Come on. We can hold grudges. We can talk yang. Come on. But when it comes down to God and you, where are you? When it comes down to me and God, are we trusting? Are we believing the Lord Jesus Christ?
He's calling you. Will you say, here I am? Because today, if you can choose, today is your day of salvation. Are you hearing anything from God? I'm not talking about the chatterboxes around us. The enemy likes to make sure that they're around us. Are you ready to make that hard sacrifice? Come on. Because I believe we can look at Father Abraham and realize, wow. God, I I don't believe that you've ever asked me to do something that dramatic. Maybe in my flesh, maybe in my mind, it seems on the same level, but it's actually not. Not only do I have to leave my comfort zone, not only do I have to get out of myself, but I have to take the promise that you've given me. Faith and obedience is depending right now on your sacrifice, your sacrifice. I believe God has instructed me to tell several today. He has spoken to you. He has. Hear him. Trust him. Believe him. Believe God. Come on, this altar's open. Sometimes we get to the last part here. We just give up and